awesome. Hey guys, how's it going? Come on, are you guys well? I really believe God just wants to move. He wants to move in our lives. He wants to move in our family. He wants to move in our church. How many of you guys believe that? If you don't believe that, it's okay. I believe that. I believe God wants to move in your life. I believe God is calling you deeper. I believe He's calling all of us deeper. So yeah. Father God, we just want to say, you are good. We love your presence. I love your presence in Jesus. The word says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there you are. And so I'm grateful that I get to come together with family and just go, hey, let's just enjoy Him. Father, I pray on our hearts that coming to church is not about anything but being able to worship and enjoy you. to us today. Amen. 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 Oh, today is a very exciting day because it is our birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember I said we will have cake. We will party like, I don't know what we're going to party like, like we're hungry. So yeah, oh man, I just want to say thank you guys for joining us in a fast this past week. It was really good, but you know, after fasting comes feasting. Yeah, and today we celebrate. Today we get to celebrate God's goodness through Prodeo, six years in the making. Come on, that is, that, that is amazing because as a, as a church plant, we, this church went through COVID. And, and, and here we are today. So you've got to look, you've got to look happy. Even if I have to, even if someone sitting next to you has to poke you in the side, you will show that you have teeth. If you don't have teeth, that's okay. S smile. <laughs> uh, so um, even though the church is celebrating six years, believe it or not, in a week, Alison and myself, my, our family, and a few of you will be celebrating two years with Prodeo. Can you guys believe it? It's been two years since we have been welcomed into the Prodeo family. So come on, man. That's exciting. How many of you guys? Come on. Yeah, there we go. Um, let, let, me, let me ask. How many of you guys have memorable birthdays? You know memorable birthdays? Like crazy, out-of-this-world birthdays or those party birthdays that were just so great. You know, it's etched into my mind, good or bad. How many of you guys have had those? We've had everything. We've had crazy outings. We had dress-ups. Guys, my wife dressed me up with a six-pack, dude. Uh, that, she, what was it for your 30th? Uh, we had to come dressed as something that started with your name, uh, the first letter of your name. And um, for those who don't know, my name is actually Heinrich. 
So I dressed up as, as a Highlander because, you know, she's Scottish. And, 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 and these party shops would sell these, like, plastic things that has six-packs and pectorals. Man, I put that on. Unfortunately, it was white. I was brown, so it looked a bit strange. And I had it killed, but we had those kind of parties. Guys, we even celebrated a birthday in hospital, man. And, and, and it's not because we were wild. It's because one of our children decided on their birthday they're going to swallow a coin before, like, an hour before the party was about to start. So, I mean, we've had those wild parties. It was really crazy, very memorable. And um, I, I, birthdays are just so cool. I found out this week that in South Korea, they celebrate birthdays totally different. Do you guys know that? When you are born, the day you're born, you are one year old. And at the, on the 1st of January every year, everybody ages. So let's say you were born, like for me, on the 21st of November. Make a note. Um, if you were born on the 21st of November, I would have been one years old that day. But come January 1st, I would turn two. That is crazy, hey? How... How insane is that? Think about it. All the women are going, oh my gosh, I'm so old. All the men are saying, yes. <laughs> so so uh, the, this is the thing. But no matter what you, your take is on birthdays, we use birthdays as a measure for growth. When, when you're, I, I don't know, for us as kids at our previous home, we, we were very much into graffiti. So as the kids grew up, we would mark the door um, post on, in this year, you were this old. When you broke your leg, you were this height. Uh, you know, and we keep marking it off, you know, because every year we look at how have we grown. Because kids want to be old enough to do stuff or tall enough to ride things. Uh, baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not certain rides you won't make anymore. Um, but, but that's just the thing. We look, when, when we celebrate birthdays, can we celebrate growth? So as we look at Prodeo, now we have seen so much growth in the time that we have been here. Like, like we've seen growth in our family. We've seen growth in you guys. And we've seen growth in us as well. Everything that we have done, we look back and we go, sure, I actually have grown. It, it is actually good. How have you grown since last year? Now, I know some of you guys have been journeying with us longer than most. For, for, for some, this is your first trip around the sun with us. But I'm going, have you ever just stopped to think, Lord, how have I grown? Because last week we asked, as we shared vision, we said, let's go deeper. And as we go deeper, we're using that to grow. And so if we're going deeper, I asked you, Take it home, ask God to reveal it to you. How does this apply to my life? You can actually ask him now, okay, Lord, how have I grown from last year to this year? Has your faith grown? Has your trust in him grown? Guys, if you're still sitting here, I'm going to say yes on your behalf. If you can still have something to smile, then there's something in you that has grown. So we're always going to look at growing as this is good. Sometimes... The growing, these growing pains. How many of you guys have experienced growing pains? It's awful, but it's a sign of growth. And that is what we want to look at as we go 
deeper we want to grow. So let's do a recap quickly. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians, and we're going to be reading chapter 3 again. If you have your Bibles here, please don't be... How many of you guys have ever cheated in an exam? I'm being honest. I'm being honest. You're allowed to cheat. There's a thing called a... Um, in the front of your Bible, there's a table of context. Don't be those holy people that go, oh, I know where this is, and you don't. Just look at the context. We, we, Ephesians um, in the New Testament. We're going to be reading today. We're just going to be reading from verse 17, halfway through verse 17. If you do not have your Bible, it's okay. We've got it up on screen. Um, but I really believe we should bring our Bibles to make notes in it as well. So... Verse 17 says, And I pray that you being rooted and established in love, this is Paul, remember last week we spoke, Paul's writing to this church that is not made up of Jews, made up of people like us. And he says, You amazing people, you are rooted in Jesus. This is who you are. You are part of the family. Look at someone next to you and say, I belong. I belong. The worst thing you could ever do is feel like you don't belong. It's, it's the craziest thing. And so you belong here and establish in love that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. Look at them. Look around. Yes, you. To grasp how wide and long and high and deep, that is where we got... The, the, the vision for the year is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Then it goes, verse 20. Now, I want to do, uh, I, I kept it out of last week's message, um, but we were in life group and, and the guys were like just talking about everything that I wanted to talk about this week I'm not leading life group this week. Uh, everybody in, my, in our group is going to be doing it because they did it already. They prayed. But verse 20 says, Now to him, God, to God who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations ever and ever. Amen. Close your Bibles. Let's go home. But I want to I share something with you. There's this theme that, that, Paul, that Paul uses through these last parts of the scripture. He first, last week we looked at, let's see how, how long, wide, high, deep is his love. And then he goes, now to him who can do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. But then he continues, check this out, to, from one generation to the next generation. So whatever God is going to do, he's not only going to do for us, but he's going to do for your kids, their kids, and their kids. And then he continues forever and you know when he's serious, he goes forever. You know when your parents are serious, they say things over and over. 
I'm serious. Serious. When they throw in a third one, you know you're dead. But this is the theme and this is the title of my message, Limitless. We serve a God that is limitless. Quickly, think about that. Limitless. What does limitless look like in your mind? On the fast, I'm like, limitless, Lord, just time feels limitless at this moment. Okay? Is there, uh, who done the, 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 the 12 hours, 6, 6, 7, 7, or 8, 8? Weren't those like, as the days keep going, the longest 12 hours of your life? <laughs> it's crazy. But the God we serve is limitless. Um, um, I've, I've got a tattoo. I know, bad pastor. And, and I, there's no amazing story behind why I got it, but I have a my amazing story of when I got it. Um, so my, my parents, they, they believe I love you. My parents, um, they, they think different to me. And so one day I go, um, I'm going to get a tattoo. I get a tattoo. I come home. We go to their house for Sunday lunch. Who still believes... It's godly to go to your parents' house for Sunday lunch. Yeah, okay, I see whose houses I'm going to because uh, we, and um, we're sitting down and my mom's prepping lunch and I sit there because I've got to tell them now because the worst thing is they find out, you know, I walk around, you know, with my six pack and they see this massive thing on my back and it's like, no, it's not that big, guys. It's like a little small, like a dot. But in any case, so um, my mom's cooking and I want to see her reaction because I know she doesn't agree with it. And I, and I start asking her questions. I'm like, Mom, do you love me? She goes, yes, baby. I love you with all my heart. I love you with everything. And I'm like, okay, brilliant. Um, Mom, in my life growing up, all the nonsense that I have caught on, have you ever stopped loving me? And she goes, no, my babes. I love you and I will always love you. Okay, Mom. So there's nothing I can do that will stop you from loving me. And she goes... Flip it, man. What is wrong with you? Of course I love you. And I roll up my sleeve. I put up my arm. And I've got this massive line over here. And I go, hey, mom, look. She turns around. She sees my arm. And she goes, Trevor. That's my dad. Instead of going, oh, that is beautiful. She calls my dad. I'm like, and guys, you know when your dad comes, serious. And, and while my dad is on his way, I go, you know what, mom? Ellie got one as well. And... <laughs> I didn't throw her under the bus, but my mom looks at me and she goes, what did you do to my daughter? <laughs> like, I was the bad person. I mean, she, she could make, but in any case, my dad looked at it and he goes, oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, I think he battled with it. But something that I, I always, why I love that story so much is that up till today, my mom still phones me and she goes, you know what, my boy, I love you. I love you. It has never changed. It will never change. My mom loves me. And can I tell you something? God loves me more than my mom loves me. God loves me more than my wife loves me. And she loves me. And I'm here to tell you that God loves you more than your, you love your spouse, than you love your kids, than you love your dog, than more than you love your work. God loves you more than that. 
And that is what I want to share with you guys today, that there is this, can we build a foundation quickly? The foundation is that you are loved. That there is a creator of the universe that goes, I love them so much, I'm going to send my son to die for them. Turn to someone quickly and say, you know what? I might have shouted at you this morning or thought about bad thoughts. I wanted to do some stuff. You don't have to say all that. But turn to someone quickly and say, you are to die for. At least three people. Tell three people. At least three people. Which means that there's no one feels left out. You are to die for. You are to die for. And this is what Paul is writing over here. It's like, you are to die for. And he writes... May you grow in this understanding that you will understand it. Can you just grasp how much God loves you? Don't limit God. Don't limit his love over you. Don't limit what he can do for you. Paul writes, now, let's take it one step up. He says, don't limit God in what you want to ask him for. You want a car? Ask him for a car. Ask him for it. He might not say yes now, but he says, don't stop asking. I can do more than what you ask. Um, I've always walked through my life. I never, like, I wasn't big into bikes, but I'm like, Lord, imagine someone just stops here climbs off the bike, chucks you the keys and go, yeah, this is for you. And he walks on. And that has been something I've, I've walked with like pretty much my whole life. And it's strange. Why would some random person want to give some random person their bike? And I've got to share this with you. The bike that's standing in my garage at this moment was a gift. Someone walked up to me, took me to a garage and said, hey, that is yours. Now, I'm not saying, hey, let's just ask God for things. It's your birthday in April. (laughs) But I'm going, don't limit God in anything. Why do we want to limit him? Last week, we looked at Peter's first encounter with Jesus. And he limited Jesus to a good teacher. And this teacher goes, let's go deeper and let's go fish. And you know, you get all those people who's like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm a fisherman. You're a teacher. Teach. Or your, your, your son, your kid comes and like, dad, you should do this. I'm like, I've been brying all my life. If you don't step away, I'm brying you. Eh? Have, you have you guys ever, ever experienced that? But we limit God to what we are so used to. Everything that we do, if we want to see change, take the limit off. Take the limit off. Don't take the limit off your car. But Peter limited Jesus to just a good teacher. And then as they went deeper, he went from teacher to savior. When we stop limiting God, he takes us deeper. He calls us deeper. We go deeper and we discover so much more and we grow But as you read through the rest of the Bible, we find Peter again. And God breaking his limitations on his mind. 
It's the same with us. We are not going to get it right from the word go. But every day, every encounter is going to be new that we get to say, okay, God is so good in this area. Limits come off. Box gets thrown away. How have you limited God in your life this past year? We limited him, I must say. We went into maintenance mode towards the end of the year. We're like, Lord, we just need to get through this year and then we'll take a break and we'll reassess and, and we'll start again in the new year. Everything will be good. How many of you guys know everybody wants the new year? They're thinking the date coming round is going to bring change, but no. Jesus spoke to us in the middle of maintenance and says, take the limit off. Take the limit off. Let me show you who I am. How limitless did Peter discover God's love? Not just his love, but his grace, his favor, his blessing. See, we, we sometimes go, let's limit God to just something we need. But he goes, wait, 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 wait. I can do more. More than what you can ask or expect. See, God's not scared of you asking crazy things. Are your kids scared to ask you crazy stuff? Yeah, you, your kids are going to come home and ask you some crazy stuff as well. But there are no limits to what my kids can ask me for things. Like, I don't stop them from asking. I just don't answer them. Jesus goes, um, Paul writes here, to him, you can do exceedingly more than what you could ask for. In our faith, Lord Jesus, can I go further? Can I go deeper? Can I carry this gospel? I can do more than what you could ask. See, we put limits on things that we can't do. It's only impossible until someone does it. Think about that. It's only possible till someone can someone does it. This year, as we go deeper, I want you to ask God, how does that work in my life? Where have I limited you? My faith, my walk with you, where have I put on limits? In my workplace, where have I limited you? Let me just tell you something doesn't matter where you work and what, what line of work you are in right now. God will use you to be light where you are. Don't be scared to be used. Don't always just want to jump and move. But where you are, he will use you. Remember the disciples lived in an area that if they kept talking about their faith in Jesus and who Jesus was, they'd get thrown in jail and they could be legally executed. But what did they say? Oh Lord, give us boldness. And in one moment, God uses them to change the course of history. Don't limit yourself or God to using you where you are. Or how you think about yourself. Turn with me to Luke chapter 15 quickly. Where's Luke? 
Testament. That's right, my boy. Which book is it? Third book. Yeah. Luke chapter 15. We're going to be reading from verse 17. This is the story Jesus is using to tell people about what the kingdom of heaven is like. It's the last story of, of, of three that he uses. And it's the story of the prodigal son. How many of you guys have heard that story? I've preached on it before as well. But the prodigal son, he goes, um, Dad, give me what I want. I want to go. He gets what he wants. He goes, he squanders it, loses everything, about to die, eats with pigs. Instead of eating bacon, he works with bacon. So we pick up in verse 17. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? Leftovers. Who likes leftovers? You guys remember the crudes? The, the very first part of the movie on the crudes, that guy asks them, you guys don't have let, take leftovers? And they go, what's leftovers? Already in this opening part of the scripture, he's showing you just how limitless God is. There is more than enough in our father's house. He says, there's food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Uh, wait, wait. Worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father but while he was still a long way off, this is my favorite part of the Bible. While he was a long way off, Father saw him and recognized him. You know, I, I can spot some of you in a crowd uh, without some of you speaking. You can stand there, and based on my experience with you, I know how you stand. I know how you walk, and we can go, hey, look, there's that person. My kids, I, I told you this, I smell them. <laughs> what do you smell like? I want to be close to them. I want to know them. And this dad, from a distance, sees his son and then is filled with compassion. Let's carry on. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. You don't get that often. I don't know about you, when I did something wrong and my dad ran to me, I'm not waiting for him to get closer. I turn around and I run. He's a whole lot faster than me, though, so he'll catch up. But yeah... This boy knows he did what was wrong. And when he approaches his dad, his dad, he hasn't even entered into the, 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 the yard. His dad sees him down the road coming off the, the N1, taking the, the slips road. And his dad goes, that's my boy's car. 
I know what he looks like. I know what it sounds like. And he has compassion and he runs to him. Listen, we're starting foundations that God loves you. And when you come running back to him, nothing's changed. Don't stay away. Come back home. There's more than enough. Where am I? Verse um, 21. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called. Can we please stop with false humility? You know, we come in and we go, you know what, Lord Jesus, if, you know, I want this job, but if it's your will, no, your son, your flippant daughter of the Most High God. If you want something, ask for it. My little daughter, when she comes and asks me for something, oh my gosh, it takes forever. She goes, Dad, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Becky, speak faster. And then she does it faster. And I'm like, just tell me what you want. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Wait, 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 Jaden, he just sends me a request and I get it on my phone. <laughs> it's like, Dad, I want a game and I just see this pop up, bloom. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Judah is like, you, you, you're my favorite, bro. No. <laughs> he, comes, he comes in there and he goes, so, Dad, you know what could benefit both of us? <laughs> but can we stop with this false humility? Because this boy came, he was serious, but what he didn't understand is who he was. Because if you carry on in that verse, oh snap, I'm, I lost my place. Um, I am no longer worthy to be called your son, verse 22, but the father said to his servant, oh, you know what, that's like my dad, uh, you're talking rubbish, just, just, just hold on. Um, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf. Kill it. Let us feast and celebrate for the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to what? Celebrate. He didn't stop there and say, listen, but you did this. This is my terms and conditions of coming back. He said, no, no, no. You are here. Let's celebrate. Side note. Before God releases Jesus into anything, he confirms his love for his son. Before he stepped into ministry, what happened? Jesus said, this is my son, in who I am pleased. Before he went to the cross on the Mount of Transfiguration, God goes, hey, this is the one I love, listen to him. Jesus does the same with everybody he sends out. I love you, I love you, go. That is the foundation of this thing that we are learning as we grow. Understand the limitless love that God has for you. Let me run through this quickly. God's love goes beyond our expectations. Not just his love. Who he is goes beyond our expectations. This, this boy came back and is like, I just want to be a slave a servant in your house, I just need food. He goes, I'm, 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 oh God, that's more than what you could ask for. He blew his expectation. He came for a sandwich. God gave him a feast. What are you wanting from God? Last year, I, I celebrated my birthday. I turned the big 3-0. 
with an extra 10 years experience. And my expectation was, I don't want to party. I want nothing. My wife's like, of course. And she exceeded my expectations. I got to celebrate it, not just with my family, but with my family. Best day ever. Imagine what God can do for you if you take the limits off your expectation. I only deserve this, so Lord, I'm going to keep it here. What does he say? He says, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. There's this um, book in the Bible, Ezekiel, prophet, and he has these visions and and, 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 the, and, and, and the Lord leads him through this vision. And in verse chapter 47, he gets led and he's shown the temple. And out of the temple comes water that flows, which is, um, represents the Holy Spirit moving. And in the vision, Ezekiel is asked, what do you see? And he says, water. And he's ankle deep. And then it gets measured out 450 meters. And he goes deeper in. And then he's knee deep. And then waist deep, and then he's like, the deeper he went, the better, because once he got deep, he could see what the Spirit was actually going to do. You see, we can wait on the edge like that little girl of, that we spoke about last week and have this expectation that, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing, but we're never going to know exactly what God can do in our lives if we don't go deeper. Oh man, I'm only expecting to go to the beach and sit on the sand my toes in there. No, let's go deeper. We had baptisms at the beach last year. Was it last year or the year before? Last year. Last year. And everybody said, oh no, we're just, we're just going to sit you on the beach. Milo, you baptize. Stay in that freezing water. When we looked again, there was only like five people on the sand. Everybody was in the water. Go deeper. If you want to know what God can do, go deeper. If you want to have an experience with God, go deeper. If you are sitting there and going, this makes no sense to me, how can God do this? Go deeper. Don't allow your expectations to limit who God is. Come with greater expectations. Because we can go, Lord, I tried this and I failed. I'm not worthy to do anything else. This isn't working in my life. This is what people are saying about me. And what does the father do? Go get a ring. When we repent and come back, he restores who we are. What does your identity say about who you are at this moment? Well, how do you believe yourself? Whenever I have an identity crisis, my wife sits me down. Like I sit with my kids and we sit down and we have a chat. She goes... It's time to be recalibrated. This is who you are in Jesus. This is what happens. See, God is willing to use you unlimitlessly. See things change here on earth and in your life. Number two, God's love is not limited by my opinion. One of the greatest things you will find in Scripture is that Jesus will do what Jesus wants to do. 
I believe Becky is like Jesus. You tell her, don't do that. Becky will do what Becky wants to do. No matter what those people, the Pharisees or other people's opinions were about the time, Jesus came on mission and what he was doing wasn't based on other people's opinions. Everyone had an opinion. Do you guys have people in your family or know someone that has an opinion about everything? We live with one of those, right? <laughs> no, it's not him. <laughs> Check this out. Let's carry on just a little bit further down that Bible verse. Luke 15 from verse 28. It says, The older brother, how many of you guys have that? Oh, I'm the youngest. <laughs> I'm the youngest, so whenever there's this, the older brother, I'm like, I can relate. The older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went out and pleaded with him. Last year, I, I spoke about, this is the heart of the father. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you've done something bad or you've been in the house serving all the time, the father came running after both of his sons. Can we not miss that? The one son returned. The other one had a heart of stone. But the father pursued both of them. Don't stay away because you have an offense. Come in, come chat. Can we get restored through the love of Jesus? So he called one of the servants and asked him, uh, sorry, we, we, but he answered, look, Father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. Here we go again. But when this son of yours who, was, who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you see, they always throw out that bad one. Eh? It's like, do you know how bad he is? The one with the tattoos. He comes and you love him and we get lamb chops. I stay here and I have to cook. No, I'm just joking. Shots fired. But when the son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. And father goes, my son, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours. Limitless. I want a goat. Dude, everything I own is yours. Not based on my opinion. God's favor, his love is limitless. Just because someone doesn't live like us, thinks like us, worships like us, doesn't mean we get to limit what God can do in and through their lives. Maybe we should just stop and take a second. Maybe God wants to work in ours because there's something that we need to have worked in us as he's working in them. Can we not limit God this year? God's love is not based on what you do. You know for a fact God doesn't love you more because you fasted this week. God doesn't love you more because you Worshipped with us today? Love is never changing. It's limitless. What he wants to do for you 
He's limitless. It's not about who you are or what you have done or busy doing. Something I want to remind you in this story, it wasn't about the boys, it was about the father. If you go deeper into scripture, it's not about you and your problems, it's about Jesus. It's not about what we need, it's about Jesus. And the deeper we go, the more we grow with that. So I pray that as we move forward this week, let's go deeper. That we can see the limitless favor of our God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are so good. I pray that you will be the one through the Holy Spirit, Lord, to take off the limiters that we have placed on our lives, the way we see you, experience you, the way we walk with you. Remove the limit, Father God. May there be no limit. I pray that as we go deeper, that we will see where we can remove whatever limits we have placed over you. So I just pray freedom over us this week in Jesus' name. I speak hope restored over us today in Jesus' name. Father, where there are things that need to be cut off, cut it off, Lord Jesus. Start doing a new work in us. Continue doing a great work in us. Pray this. Father, in our work, in our businesses, may we take, may we go deeper with you to shine a brighter light in a dark place, Father God. By the way we love people, may they know who you are. May the way we do business or do our work, may people come to know who you are. So give us boldness this week as we go deeper. Pray this in your name. But before we open our eyes, I, I want us to get ready. We're going to have communion together as a family. And communion is there to remind us about Jesus and what he did on the cross for us. But there's only one prerequisite for someone to have communion, partake of it. And you have to be son and daughter, have made a decision to follow Jesus. So I'm going to give you that opportunity today. If there's someone here today that says, hey, I want to know who Jesus is, I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. If you're sitting at home and you're saying, I've never made that decision to follow Jesus and make, make him Lord and Savior, guys, we need to not just make him Savior of our lives, we need to make him Lord of our lives, which means when you go deeper, he will direct you. And so, if that is you today, if you want to know this God, if you want to go deeper, can I say, let's start with understanding that he loves us, he sent his son to die for us, and that he has a plan for our lives and a seat in heaven waiting for you. But just like deeper, you have to make that commitment. 
You have to put in the effort. You have to make that decision. So I'm going to ask you quickly, even online, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now. So I just want to know who I'm going to be praying with. So can you stick up your hand quickly, saying, Milo, that's me. I would love to give my heart to Jesus. I want him to be Lord and Savior of my life. I want him to lead and direct me. Is anybody here that wants to do that? Celebrate that we have Jesus in our lives. But I'm still going to ask someone watching this, can you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus. I am a sinner and I'm sorry for what I have done. Like the prodigal son, I repent of my sins. I push it aside. I turn away from it and I look to you. Will you please be Lord and Savior of my life? I believe that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And right now, I give my heart to you. Will you lead and guide me? Right now, I make a decision to confess that you are alive. You died on the cross for me away my sins. I believe you are alive. I commit my heart and my life to you today, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So Father, we just pray over everybody that prayed that prayer sincerely. Not only do I pray and give you praise and glory for what we have just experienced, but Father, I pray Holy Spirit, will you fill them? Top them up? Will you start leading and guiding them and working in them? Renew their minds, their thoughts, their hearts, their ways, their speech, everything. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.